Okay, friends, so I know I say this like all of the time, but I think this really might be one of my favorite episodes because my guest today is one of my oldest and closest friends and honestly, one of the people who has been the most instrumental in guiding my faith journey over the last couple years. Vanessa Santo is an amazing, amazing Christian woman, and she's going to talk to you more today about those essential tools that we need in living our faith journey and that toolbox that we need to pack. All right, ladies, let's go ahead and jump on in. I can't wait for you to hear all about her beautiful story, and I really hope that it moves you, it changes you, and it helps you pack those tools on your journey with Jesus. Let me guess, the world keeps telling you you are enough. All on your own, you are enough. Well, I'm about to drop a truth bomb. On your own, you will never be enough. Wait, hold up. Okay, did I get your attention? I am Shelby Hosfield, and at times I was an ex-Mormon, agnostic, a Sunday Christian, and a New Age follower, but God had very different plans for me. The whole time I was living in a very big lie, that I was in charge somehow of my own enoughness and my works were going to save me and my life. Don't get me wrong, I am all about self-help and personal development, but as a born-again, fully transformed Christian, I learned there is the world's way, and there's God's way. To quote C.S. Lewis, the more we get ourselves out of the way and let him take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. You are enough not because of what you have done, but because what he has done. And he lives through you. If you are ready for Bible truths, theology, and apologetics, and wisdom from his word that will shape your life, your confidence, and yes, your feeling of enough, then friend, you are in the right place. This is Finding Faith Above. So, Vanessa, without any further ado, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm so excited. It's so cool. So to kind of give us a little bit of background on stuff. So with Finding Faith Above, we really just try to you know help people to find that faith, help them to live in their faith, and then help them at a place where they can use their gifts that God has given them to just pour back out into the world. And one of the things that I feel like is just so incredibly important is having other strong women around us. I mean, it's just so instrumental and you have been that definitely for me, but on your own journey, how has that looked? How, I mean, did you grow up with it? And I know this, but just share with our listeners. Uh, did you grow up with faith? What did God look like for you growing up? Well, I agree with you a hundred percent that having a strong body of believers around you is essential in living out our faith. I think that so often the gift of the body of Christ is overlooked and we, we glaze over this amazing opportunity that we have as followers of Christ to be part of his body. And so I think that's something that God really sowed into me as I was growing up and moving through my life with the Lord. I had the privilege of growing up in a Christian home and that was a beautiful opportunity to watch both of my parents fervently pursuing Christ every day. And my mom was just an amazing example. Every morning she was a school teacher and we would find her 
sitting in the living room at 5.30 in the morning with her Bible on her lap and spending time reading the scriptures and praying and being with Christ before she started her day. And it was such a, it was an unwavering act every single day. She was so faithful in that. And so I got to see that, but my parents didn't necessarily have that strong support of the Christian body. And so um, I think that just gave an opening for opportunity as I grew up and moved into my teenage years to just fall into sin. And um, by the time I was 16 years old, I, I just found myself headlong in an eating disorder. And that really changed the course of my life and where things were going. Um, because I like to refer to those types of struggles and challenges as an addiction, just as much as um, being addicted to alcohol or drugs. It's just a different kind of addiction, but it still holds that same amount of power and authority over your mind. So that really came to a head for me uh, a couple of years later with my amazing father. And, um, you know, I could, I could spend all day just talking about that testimony of Christ in my life, but it came to a head one night in my home and, and um, my dad immediately had me call my sister who I'm very close to. And she opened up the Bible and she read from Ephesians six and she read to me about the armor of God. And in that moment, the Holy spirit of God really revealed to me that the struggle that I was in was not something that I had the ability to overcome in and of myself, that I needed the help and power of the Holy Spirit of God, and I needed his word to heal and transform my mind. And so that day began my journey of pursuing Christ and pursuing his word and desiring to run hard after him. And in his faithfulness and kindness, he's healed my mind and set me free of that. And I've been walking in freedom from that uh, for almost 20 years now. So I give all the glory and praise to God that he healed my mind. And through that process, he brought into my life incredible people. And as you mentioned, Shelby, the people that he brings into our life that love him have such a dramatic effect in shaping the way we see and understand a passionate love for Jesus Christ. And so he was so kind to me in bringing people into my life in my late teen years and early twenties, uh, chiefly was probably my husband. He, uh, when I met him, I had never known someone to love Jesus like he did. Um, that was my age. You know, he wasn't my parents. He was, he was a young man pursuing Christ. And, um, he and I, as we got married, just really saw the beauty and the gift of being part of the body of Christ. And so we started really pursuing that in our lives. And so that's something we've just been very intentional to take advantage of the, the people that God puts in your life. And, um, and I can just think of countless people that God has put into my life that have really helped me. That's awesome. And I think it all started, I mean, really with that moment of, of, with your dad, that's one person mm -hmm. that obviously he put in your life, your mom <laughs> who led that Absolutely. good example, when you were Absolutely. having a hard time, the fact that you could call your sister, which mm -hmm. is another person who just also the exact right person 
who yes. could pour into you at that moment Absolutely. and the change that happened. And mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful. I mean, how he, how he does that, how he orchestrates it all to allow you to, when you do have that moment that you have the people there who can help you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think because when you, we see that throughout the scriptures, we see the beauty of Christ as he calls the disciples and begins to create this beautiful picture that's then lived out for us of relationship. And God in and of himself is relational. I mean, we see that from the very beginning of God's word, the first chapter of the Bible in Genesis, when uh, God refers to himself as a we, and we immediately see the relationship between the Trinity, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit, God is, is immediately relational in and, in and of himself. And then the relationship that he immediately begins with Adam, and then he follows that up by giving Adam a helper suitable for him and providing Eve. And so continually from beginning to end, the scriptures are full of the beauty of relationship that God creates between us and him and us and his people. And, and I I think that when we, when we have that moment with Christ and And then we're trying to kind of, what does this mean now? I I know this has to be different. Having the help of people that are fully devoted followers of Christ, that love the Bible, that know the truth of the scriptures and can teach that to you transforms your life. I mean, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So we need to have the opportunity to hear the scriptures and have people in our life that are speaking the Bible over us on a continual basis. Yes. And amen. I love that. Yes. It's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's so the truth. And I, I always tell people because people ask like, how do you hear from God? And I'm like, you hear from him through his word. That's why we call yes. it the word. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but sometimes it does take people to help us to get into the word. If mm-hmm. know the word to mm-hmm. be able to, uh, keep us going on our faith journey. So how has your faith journey kind of changed over the years as different challenges have come up? I mean, having kids and that whole, you know, everything that life throws at you, how have, how has your journey changed? Oh, wow. That's a hard question to answer, um, in a short amount of time, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I, I think that I think it's changed in the kindness of God as he has allowed me the opportunity to learn more about him through reading the Bible, through studying the word. And the more that I have learned about him, the more that he has revealed my desperate need for Jesus, that in and of myself, I I have not one good thing, that he is the fullness of everything good. Um, and it says that in James chapter four. And, and so I think as, as different events in life have come up, I've just really realized my absolute inadequacy to handle any of them. <laughs> um, when I first became a mom, I, I was so excited to be a mom. I, I had always loved children. I had babysat. I had been a nanny in college in a, just in a heap of pride, I really thought I'm going to rock this motherhood thing. 
I, I've got this. I really have waited so long to be a mother. And then I had my son who I absolutely adore. He's 14 now. And it was so much harder than I ever could have imagined. And um, one of my favorite stories to tell of when I just really hit a place of, of needing the help and the wisdom of Christ in a way that I'd never understood was with this little human that I had birthed, that I loved so fervently. And I was, I was with my sister again, and we were shopping one day in a Marshall's and my son was about 15 months old and he was being kind of naughty in the store. And I was trying to get him to behave and I had picked him up and um, just in absolute sin and rebellion to discipline that sweet child just turned and bit me on the face (laughs) in the middle of the store. (laughs) And I just stood there with tears pouring down my face going, Oh my gosh, I don't, I have no idea what to do. Um, and I, you know, um, he, my son laughs now at this next part of the story because I promptly walked him back to the corner of the store and looked around to make sure I wouldn't get in trouble and gave him a prompt swat on the bottom, told him you cannot bite mommy. Um, but that really was the beginning of my recognizing and realizing that even in, especially in motherhood, I did not, I I just did not have what it was going to take to shepherd this little heart toward Christ that um, I needed the wisdom of God every day. And, and as my children have grown and as they have changed and as the demands of their souls grow, oh, the more and more do I need Jesus every day. I, I, most people would say I'm kind of a patient person. My children can bring out a hot temper in me in a nanosecond. I have <laughs> needed to just be on my knees asking God that one of the fruits of the spirit is to be long suffering. And so that's been a huge aspect in my growing and changing and, and walking in relationship with Christ is that he would enable me to be long suffering with my children that I would have a supernatural patience with them that I do not in and of myself possess. I just don't. <laughs> and they can bring it out of me so quickly. So that's been a huge part of my uh, life growing and changing. We decided to homeschool. That was another huge moment in, in my life with God that changed my need for him and my pursuit of him. Um, and then all the while we, we did, we helped with a church plant for a while and that brought up new opportunities. So I think it's just, we have all these uh, moments in life where God moves us from one, from one spot into the next thing that he's asking of us. And what I've learned is that every time he moves me into a new place and asks more of me, he is so faithful to teach me more about himself, to reveal more of his character and his nature, to equip me for that next thing that he's asking of me. If I'm willing to hear from him and ask for that help, he's so quick to provide it. Absolutely. So on that, on moving into your next phase of life or, or, you know, the next thing that he's calling you to do, he called you to write a book as well. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so give us just a short little synopsis on what that is. We're going to do another episode. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into it, but just a short little synopsis of what that is. I know it has to do with your dad also. And we just talked about that too. And, and how that moment really just transformed in your life. So, uh, tell us a little bit about it real quick. Uh, yes. So my book is, um, just an act of obedience. Uh, <laughs> not something that I necessarily sought out to write or do, uh, which I explained in the introduction of the book, but, um, it was an opportunity for me to really share the profound impact that, um, that my father had in my life in revealing aspects of his role as a dad that our heavenly father shows and reveals to us. And I know that thinking about God as a father, depending on where women are at, that's just going to land on all different places on a heart. And that might have to do with how we grew up, whether or not we had a dad or didn't have a dad, or if it was a good dad or a horrible dad or anything in between. But my heart's desire in writing this book was really to reveal the heart of God as our father and the, the powerful ways that God works in our life in that role of a father. And that sometimes there are things required of God because he is our father that are hard and difficult, such as discipline and correction. But there are also things that come so lavishly from God, his love and his forgiveness and his kindness to us. And so my hope was to write this book and kind of parallel stories and accounts from my own life with my dad and how God has then taught me those lessons with himself as my heavenly father. And to hopefully begin to open women's minds to think about God as their father and allow him to redeem whatever they think about fathers, because it's a really important aspect in the life of a woman. And, um, and I think that there's much God has to teach us and reveal to us about his character in that specific aspect of who he is. So cool. I am so excited to, to get into this book more. I can't wait. And uh, yeah, so stay tuned for future episodes on this because we are going to talk more about it. And I think it's just going to be amazing. So Vanessa, if someone was at a place where they are trying to, to really just grow their faith, and maybe they're struggling with this a little bit right now, what would be your biggest suggestion for them to help them to get closer to God and to to just open their hearts up to him. What would you tell them? Read your Bible, read your Bible. Um, our Bibles are treasure and all of Psalm 119 says over and over and over and over again. Um, it's the longest Psalm in God's word, the treasure that God's word is to us and what God's word will do for us. It will transform us. It will restore our souls. It will give us wisdom. It will give us hope. It will um, give us an understanding of who God is. It will refresh our soul. It will lift our burdens. God's word will meet every single need in our life. And it is the closest place that we can come to sit and be with God. And you and I are friends because we spend time together. 
And I trust you and you trust me because we spend time together and we know one another's character and who we are. And the only way that we're going to grow in our faith journey to actually trust this unseen God is to spend time with him, to learn who he is, to know who he is. And that only happens through reading the scriptures. And I, I, I've often said that there is no TV show, there is no reality show, there is no movie that can come close to the drama of the scriptures uh, beginning to end. God's word is filled with amazing testimonies of real people and real life. And it's not pretty and it's not clean and it's not neat and tied up in a pretty bow. It is the reality of life in a sinful world and a saving God named Jesus. And I just, that is what we need. We need to be women of the word. And if a woman is out there going, yeah, but I don't understand that Bible. And it seems kind of boring. And I remember it as a kid and I didn't ever understand what it had to say. I would just encourage her to start in the gospels. The Bible is divided into two sections, old and new Testament. The new Testament begins um, with the gospel of Matthew and it's a great place to begin. I'm kind of a wordy person. So I was like Matthew because he gave a lot of words. Um, if you're not as wordy, maybe start in Luke. Um, read one of the gospels. Find out who Jesus is. And you're going to see that as you read about his life and his interactions with his people. That's awesome. So I, I laugh about this because uh, <laughs> we bumped into each other on a walk one day and uh, I'm telling Vanessa about, I was in the middle of the old Testament. I was listening to <laughs> audio as, as I was walking and I'm like, yep, there's just like a bunch of pillage just going on right now. <laughs> it was like rape and pillage. I'm like, okay, this is what's happening at the current moment. <laughs> but no, I joke around about that, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it really is just so beautiful how you see that God is the same from beginning to end. It's mm -hmm. the people that change. And, and they yeah. do, and we all do, and we all mm -hmm. go through our own struggles, but how beautiful the Bible is in showing God's character and who he is mm -hmm. through, through everyone's mess. Because mm -hmm. I think that's a misconception with the Bible too, is a lot of times people think that it is a story of, um, these people who were so triumphant and that they did everything right. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily the case. It's the case <laughs> no. of, our, our character in needing him because mm -hmm. we're a mess on our own. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think that that is actually evidence for the validity of God's word is how messy and honest it is. Most of us, if we're going to write something, we're going to, we're going to post on social media, the prettiest and nicest sides of things, not the ugliest <laughs> sides of things. And I think that that's, a powerful testimony in God's word that we see these people continually fall down, break down, not be enough on their own and need the help of a savior. And we see that beginning to end. Yeah. And how amazing he is that he is there. He is steadfast. Absolutely. Fast through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. ah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I, oh. I just to just say, you know, how much you have changed my life and, and speaking to you about the Bible. I just feel like, uh, 
you have helped me grow in my faith so much. So I'm so excited to have our listeners be able to hear a little bit of your wisdom because you truly are amazing. So thank you. Thank you, Shelby. (laughs) It's been such a joy and a privilege to my heart. I, I don't, I don't know that I can ever thank God enough for the privilege of getting to see his saving grace in the lives of people I love. And so I've just enjoyed it. And I, I love getting anytime I get to talk about Jesus and the word I'm on it. So thank you for having me on this morning. Yes. <laughs> I really love it. Um, I've enjoyed being on it and I, I love seeing what you're doing here. Um, on finding faith above. I think it's such a great podcast. Thank you, Vanessa. Okay, ladies, so I really do hope that this episode inspired you to further your walk with Jesus, and I pray that you're able to pack some of those tools along the way. I hope that this episode gave you some of those tools to pack in your toolbox to be able to further your faith journey. All right, so are you looking for help in doing self-help God's way? Because that's what we are all about here at Finding Faith Above. If you are struggling right now as a mama, as a new believer, if you're struggling to hear where God is guiding you on your next steps in your relationships, in your career, sometimes it is really hard to know what God wants for our next steps. And I'm here to help you with that. So if you are looking for life coaching in a way that does not just encourage you to do all these things on your own, which ends up making us feel a lot more lost, but rather looks at how you can partner with God and do the do all of this, do life from a biblical, godly perspective. I want to help you with that. So if that is the case, then I want you to follow the link that is in the show notes, or you can go to findingfaithabove.com slash biblical dash coaching. And I would love love, love, love to have a great conversation with you and to help you on your faith journey with uh, just bringing you closer to God and helping you find those next steps. Let's partner with him. Let's do this together. All right. See you next time.